Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Danny Molly. And today we are joined by MSU Mystical Certified Life Coach, Traylor Hawking, everybody. Hi. Traylor, um, yeah, always a pleasure uh, having you on. And let's just dive into it. Today, you want to talk about how over-responsibility isn't divine responsibility. Yes, absolutely. You know, and just to share that this has been something that's kind of come out of my blind spot recently, and I'm still working through it, but it's been a pretty amazing thing to start to understand uh, some of the patterns that I'm running in my blind spot and how um, I have a tendency, um, you know, through the woundedness that I personally have um, to show up as over-responsible or what I would call in over-action. And when we talk about it not being divine responsibility, really it's on the basis of me understanding that a lot of this overaction that I have is survival patterns running, um, you know, rooted in, um, you know, this need to feel safe and have my needs met, um, be validated, be heard, things like that. And so, um, the overaction shows up as a really masculine energy, and it looks like it might be needed. And in fact, you know, for years I was convinced that this overaction was what was needed in order to get stuff done, right? Um, in order to um, make sure that me and everyone in the environment is safe and taken care of. And um, the reality is, is it keeps me from presence. It keeps me. Um, in a single-minded focus as opposed to like reading the room as well um, for instance and um, i'm not able to come forward in the situation leading with feminine energy which is you know the divine energy um, of responsibility and so it's like the carts before the horse um, the masculine energy is what shows up first and so um, it's something i'm really looking at right now um, and just really been getting curious uh, in the ways it shows up in my life. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think a lot of people can relate to this. I'd love for you to go deeper into mm -hmm. uh, the over-responsibility because even you and I, before we went on the podcast, I asked you a question. You were like, see, I'm oversharing. I'm doing it again. I'm in my masculine. <laughs> so can you go a little deeper into that so the audience at home like really can grasp yeah. this? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so... I think that um, this over-responsibility, this over-action, this over-sharing is tied up with a lot of stuff. First of all, it's definitely a survival mechanism, right? Getting your needs met. As a child, I had um, a detached parenting. And so it meant that I always had to get my own needs met, even emotionally in a lot of ways. And so there's one part of it. And then another part of that, um, you know, being a child of a, de 
a detached parent was I was always missing the validation, um, you know, that I needed. And so when I start to overshare, there's got to be a thread, a vein of somewhere needing to be validated, not just get the needs met or handle the situation. And, and that's definitely true. And so I'm, I bring this to the table constantly with my friends, you know, it's like, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm working on this. And I overshare that. And it's this constant diatribe of what's going on um, for me in the journey to healing even, <laughs> which, which is a pretty cool topic to share, but um, it's not coming from, you know, humility. Right. It it's not coming from appreciation for maybe that's not what they wanted because I wasn't present. Um, I didn't see the truth in their question. And so um, in business, it shows up as I'm the person who immediately digs in, you know, and all of a sudden there's a ton of masculine energy in um, in a meeting from me. It's like uh, lining out what needs to be done tasking that to people, you know, and all of that structure, you know, is great and healthy. However, um, when it's coming from a place of woundedness, when it's coming from a place of, I don't feel safe in this environment unless I'm in control, <laughs> when it's coming from a safe, uh, from a place of, I want to be understood, when it's coming from a, a, a place even hidden that I'm really looking for some validation here, and that's why I'm showing up so strong, there's nothing feminine about that. There's nothing divine about that. And so what I'm realizing is, is I need to like rewrite, if you will, a lot of the action that I have, um, <clears throat> you know, and a lot of the behaviors that I have in the way I show up in all of those instances, in business, in friendships, in relationships, um, because my hope is that I can come from divine responsibility, right? Divine responsibility um, honors everyone right? It surrenders to the situation as opposed to tries to take charge of it. So. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely <laughs> fall into the category of oversharing <laughs> and especially in my romantic relationship. It's something that I've been very aware of over the last couple of years of mm -hmm. how much I share with my partner, especially about past partners and and around that topic and i've yeah. wondered you know <laughs> what is this and i remember with with ellie you know her and i talking this was a long time ago and when i would bring up something that was an overshare and us going into it and me thinking like i wonder <laughs> and i've not got to the root of it yet i wonder yeah. what is causing me to overshare and i wonder um if by the time my healing journey is done, <laughs> if that actually will disappear or just dissolve, yeah. you know, that program of oversharing or whether that's just part of me being an honest person. Mm -hmm. uh, and I go back and forth about this. And at times I'm like, no, I'm just being honest and I'm being true to myself. But then I go into, yeah, but do you need to be that honest? Mm -hmm. Do you need to exactly. share all of those details? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really cool for me to, to listen to you talk about this, because this is definitely something that I need to address within myself. Yeah. I you know, it. it's really interesting. Um, as a mystical life coach and as Danny's partner and hearing you, Trey Laura, I'm the opposite of you guys where I know Danny, you grew up with a disengaged and you had also trailer, you had a disengaged parent. Mm -hmm. For me, I grew up in a meshment. So 
it was like, I had to sacrifice my needs to always constantly listen to my mother and my father's needs. Right. And so for me, I'm not an oversharer. I'm an undersharer because it's never been about me. So then, so, so even in my partnership with Danny, the way I show up is like, I just listen, 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 listen. And that feeds into his oversharing program because he just gives, <laughs> gives, gives and gives. And so I, I, the question I have for both of you is, is it, what, what's coming up for me when I listen to you guys, is it because nobody was there to really listen to you guys that when you have someone or an audience to share, that's where everything comes out because you were never given that as a child. It's something that comes up for me as I listen to the both of you. What do you think, Danny? Um, I'd have to really feel into the yeah. energy. It's not something I've done it a few times, but I've, I've not, I've not done loads of work around this. Um, but from what I've felt, it feels like because I wasn't listened to mm -hmm. as a child, I just want to, I just want someone to share something mm -hmm. with. And so mm -hmm. when I get the opportunity, <laughs> I don't know where the healthy boundary is. Right. And I just, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and from what I've learned about connecting with another is that you connect with another through sharing. And so I think it's an also a part of me that is overreaching this, mm -hmm. trying to share too much because he just wants to connect. Because when he was a kid, yeah. he didn't have anything to connect right. to. So now when he gets presented an option to connect, it's like, oh, he's, he's going way too far to ensure that this person is connected to him. That's mm -hmm. how I feel. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's beautiful because I definitely have a vein of that exact thing in the purpose of me oversharing. And because I'm looking at this really with a microscope right now, um, I can see so, so many more aspects of it. Like it is, it's so entrenched in the way that I operate as a human, you know, because I didn't have literally on the basis of survival, right? Um, you know, I, I wasn't maybe having some of my basic needs better. I was worried that those needs weren't going to be met. And even as a, and I know I've talked about this before as a single parent, you know, the one that was solely responsible for my household for years and years. Um, I think that there's this overset, there's this overdeveloped sense of responsibility because one, I created, per, I created purpose in my life to need to be responsible, right? Being a mother. Um, but then as a child, the only way I was seen was when I showed up with responsibility, right? So it created this foundation for me of um, truly being validated and seen when I took all the responsibility. And so there's this natural instinct for me to just show up always taking responsibility. You know, I have natural leader characteristics. I have no problem stepping in and going, all right, <laughs> got this. And there's so much masculinity um, in that. Um, and it was needed in my life for a while, but it's not needed in every situation. And for me, I'm missing the discernment, if you will. Um, that's a big word that I've really been looking at in the last couple of weeks is, you know, um, where's the discernment here? Um, I think we talked about this, the three of us before. Is it necessary for me to share that? Right. That's the beginning of discernment. And I'm not even going there. Right. Because that's presence. I'm just on this road of over-responsibility, over-commitment, 
because that's how I programmed myself, right, to survive. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that when I do start to overshare, that that's when that vein of validation comes yeah. in. And I would be somebody who isn't on the warrior's path if I didn't admit that to myself, yeah. right? And I was speaking to uh, a friend, a really good friend this, this weekend, and I was like, man, this thing happened. And I saw this pattern in me and I was so disgusted by it <laughs> that I got pissed off. Like I was literally raging pissed at myself. And then I was like, look at you raging pissed at yourself. Like, come on, you know, but I had to go through all the emotions of really seeing the truth of what was there, the truth of how I was showing up and, and starting to understand the foundations of that behavior, which by the way, lots of people um, benefit from that behavior. Lots of people benefit from me taking right. charge. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people benefit from my over-responsibility. Do I? No. And that was why I got mad this weekend is I saw my over-communication. I saw my over-sharing not necessarily um, hurt me, but I empowered somebody to not take responsibility. Right. And right. I was like, holy crap, how many times in my life have I worn the total responsibility badge because I show up and don't allow someone else to take responsibility? Oh, yep. that crazy. You know, and so right. that, that was like what I was going through. So when I was talking to my girlfriend about it, she was like, dude, this is the way of the skunk. She studies, the, you know, these archetypal energies. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, your over communication is stinking up the realm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, it is, you know, it, in some respects, because um, there's missed opportunities for other people when I'm all out there all the time, you know? And like you said, Danny, there's a beautiful thing about being humble. There's a beautiful thing about um, being open. There's a beautiful thing about wanting to share the lessons that you've learned to benefit others. Um, however, <laughs> there's, you know, usually the basis of something else that started and started it all to begin with. Mm. great that was awesome it would triggered it, i had to write a few things down because it triggered a few thoughts um, mm. and it's taken me deeper into my process and i love that line you said the only way um i was seen was where i showed up as responsibility yep. and so in your you know child's eye therefore you have to be responsible in order to be seen which is obviously allowing you to feel some level of love when you're seen. So I'm just trying to relate that back to yeah. my my personal wound. And I guess it was something to do with if I overshare, then I can be, if I'm not 100% truthful and honest about what I'm experiencing or what I'm thinking, then this person is going to walk away or leave and I think somewhere in there, I need to mm. unpack that more, but somewhere in there is some more wound, um, some more pain, uh, probably stemming back from abandonment or disengaged parents, somewhere, somewhere in there mm. that I need to address. So thank you. That's, that's really started shining a light on this program for me. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. You know, Trailer, what came up for me is like, 
when you do the over-responsibility, right? It's also energetically taking away a chance for somebody else that's within the right. circle to step into their power, right? Yes. So it's it's continuing the cycle of weakness within them. Right. And then it becomes codependency as well because then they're depending on you. Well, well you're always responsible. Well, you always take care mm-hmm. of everything, right? So it's mm-hmm. everybody's repeating cycles and actually nobody's elevating. But the moment yes. that you yes. begin to see that you're running this program, then all of a sudden it shakes everyone else up and they're like, well, what do I do now? It's like, well, you now take responsibility over yourself. And so it's, it's a huge gift, but you also have to move through people don't understand. Like, it's not like you face the pain. You go, okay, healed. No, there's a process that happens. Right. So Mm -hmm. for you, it's also, it's anger and it's rage. And we do this thing of like, even when you're like, I was so disgusted by myself, we also have to move through this thing of like the self-hatred and then becoming Mm -hmm. aware of the self-hatred. And then as you move through all of these rounds and then you get to the love and then we can alchemize all these things. But that's what came up for me when you were talking about this over responsibility of like, we become reliant on you to be that responsible. And in Mm -hmm. reality, that's just letting our weakness just shine over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, and when we talk about, um, you know, the masculine versus the feminine, you know, that's how I lead, right? Masculine is bam. And I've got plenty of beautiful feminine attributes about me in the way that I show up, you know, for sure. However, in those instances, divinity isn't even you know, like allowed to breed, if you will. It's not even, you know, because of the lack of presence of what I was bringing to the situation, as you so eloquently said, I'm um, enabling people to not have their own growth, you know, to not figure out how, um, you know, to be this sovereign being that stands in their power and meets their own freaking needs, for instance. And so it's, and when I got mad at myself and disgusted, it was like, holy shit, how dare I take that? You know, if if we're showing up giving, right, if we're showing up in love, if we're showing up with highest good, um, you know, just literally the thought of wanting to always be present for the highest good of all, that's that beautiful feminine energy that's leading the way. But um, if I'm showing up with the masculine, it's it's in wrong order. And to recognize for me that when I um, come with presence and start to discern, is it necessary? Is what come is what's coming up for me that I feel the need to act on? Is it true? Right. Um, you know, and just kind of like learn to discern those things. I'm allowing other people, even just the space to maybe even take the train of responsibility. Right. Just in my pause alone. So that's amazing. <laughs> and um, try to figure out how um, how I can show up in a blended way, you know, because I would never do it on purpose for Pete's sake. You know, a lot of us don't do things like that on purpose. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really cool realization for me. You know, Man. you mentioned uh, the, you know, the archetypes of gender, masculine, divine, masculine, and feminine. And this was actually something that I just messaged Rachel Fury about yesterday and uh, just, just a few hours ago, actually, because um, I was reflecting on yesterday the way of responsibility, and I was reflecting on the areas of my life that I need to be more responsible in, and I started to thinking about the ways of oneness and whether um, each one is more divine masculine or divine feminine, because as I was thinking about the way of responsibility. I need to be more accountable with myself. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's like a masculine energy. Do you see responsibility as more of a masculine dominated thing? 
Yeah, that's a really great question. And I'm asking that question about myself right now, especially with this overaction, right? And, you know, this over responsibility that I show up as. And I'm still trying to figure that formula out for myself because, you know, I'm 52 years old. <laughs> you know, I'm 32. <laughs> Thank you. But, but this habit is like really well ingrained, right? And it's a pattern, it is a behavior pattern that I run. And, um, you know, and so trying to figure out, and I actually, Rachel and I have talked about this situation, um, not specifically maybe over the last six weeks, six weeks ago. And, um, and she was like, look at presence. Right. And, and that's like right after responsibility, by the way, in the ways of one, you know, like it's really, really close to it. And she was like, look there, um, for you to figure out how to balance. Because I told her like, I've been running like this forever, this whole lifetime. And so I don't quite understand yet what the balance is in that. But I know that if I, one, get grounded, open my heart up, get present with myself, start to discern, because you know we're highly sensitive people, the energies that I'm sensing, send back what's not mine, get the information from it, look at what's mine, get the information from I've already made all this space where I'm not jumping right on the control train. I'm not jumping straight on, you know, the over responsibility or the over action train. And that in itself is presence. And that's the feminine. So I want to, one, keep these great attributes. You know, it's what makes me great at operations. What's makes me great at an accountant, you know, being an accountant, you know, is um, knowing what stage everything needs to go in. I'm very good at that. I'm very good at building a strong foundation upwards, um, you know, in my business world sense. Um, however, <laughs> in life, you know, um, I'm going to take it back to like when I had an anxiety and depression disorder, I was at a point one day where I had to, I would have anxiety and I would go, okay, all right, I'm not bleeding. The room's not on fire, right? My kids are safe. The daycare hasn't called. My bills are paid. There's food, you know, like, and because this overaction comes from that survival technique, do you see how I'm linking them together? They're that survival need in me. And so maybe that's what needs to happen for me to unlearn this is kind of get back to that one tool I used to use or like, you know what, all my basic needs are met. Now I can get grounded. Now I can get into the space of the heart. Now I can start to discern and then ask myself, huh, this idea came to share is it necessary? You know, and so I'm just working on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, something Rachel said um, one time in class really stuck with me of when we run programs, it's our inner child running the program, right? The inner child is showing up and running the over responsibility program. And yes. that's what, you know, we teach at MSU is about being the mystical parent, which is yes. why did your inner child begin the birthing of the, 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 the program of over responsibility? Well, you had a detached parent, right? So yeah. for you, you had to be your own adult. You had to be your own mother. You had to guide your own mm -hmm. way as a child. And so the work that we teach is going to that energy where it was first birth yes. and giving that child everything that it already has within her to remind her like, 
this experience was given to you for this specific reason. And Mm -hmm. yes, because you didn't know how to heal it at that time, it's carried over with you. And now you get this beautiful opportunity to go back into that place, to love her, to let her know she doesn't need to do all of these things, right? To be her mother, to be her parent. And this Mm -hmm. is how we begin to heal this energy. This is what alchemy truly is, right? But it is about being acutely so Mm self-aware that you're even running this. So what you're moving through right now, Traylor, is is a beautiful example of how we begin to heal, you know, this, this low frequency that's been with us for such a long time. And so I just love your process and I love how you're detailing it because I think it's going to help a lot of people at home to really understand like, all right, so how do we fix these programs and how do we begin to alchemize? And that's really, you know, you're hitting the money and you're really walking us through all of this. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And, and to say this, that, you know, I've needed a couple healing sessions the last couple of days, you know, one of the amazing things, <clears throat> excuse me, about MSU masters of self university is we have this beautiful team, you know, of coaches and resources with each other. And we're always encouraged to reach out to each other. And, um, and we do, right. Because, um, What's great about having somebody that knows these skills like we do and can help our clients is that we can help each other in the times where um, we need that support. So even though we're mastering the skill ourselves, it's so beautiful when you have somebody else to have the spaciousness with you and the safety, if you will, and the unconditional love that allows um, that inner child to like show her face (laughs) and really be present. And so what's amazing is that um, just on Monday, because, you know, this is a thing for me right now, um, I had a session and when we got to that little girl, I was like, Oh baby, (laughs) you know, you just, you know, like we're just doing your best, you know, just to handle everything that you could. And, and I could feel in me literally a cinder block in the space of my heart. And I was sharing with this other coach, you know, like, um, I can't will this away. Right. I can't, you know, I've been sitting here trying to get to this little girl to teach her how to open her heart and heal this situation. And, you know, I need some help. And she's like, okay, so you're powerful enough to do that for yourself. How are you going to help yourself? And what was really incredible about it, I was like, okay, (laughs) open your heart even wider and ask the little girl, what do you need? And she was like, I need the softest, most gentlest, most nourishing love right now. And look at me get emotional. It was so beautiful. I was like, look at you, look at how smart you are. And so I was like, how can I embody that for her right now? How can I show that to her right now? And I was like, you know what? We talked about archetypes earlier. I was like, I'm bringing in the archetypal energy of Mother Teresa. If you can imagine all of the gentle, tender care that she gave. And I was like, that's what I'm bringing to her. That's what I'm bringing to that beautiful little girl. And that's when I could finally get into that cinder block. Right? She needed somebody who was going to be so unconditional with her, so nurturing, so supportive, right? Somebody who was going to just literally dress all of her wounds, right? You know, if you think of beautiful Mother Teresa, and I brought that to her and I said, this has always been here available to us. It's time for us to let this in, let this in, right? And that, and I could feel that cinder block starting to dismantle itself, 
right? And I still have some more work there because boy, it was a cinder block, <laughs> you know, some dense shit, you know, because um, I can feel it right there, just calling attention to it. <laughs> it's a little heavier on the back because that's what over-responsibility is, right? We, we feel the weight. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you mentioned something a second ago, um, a few minutes ago that I'd love you to go a little deeper into. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about how it is the overaction was linked to your survival program. Mm, or a survival okay. program because when you said that it triggered something in me and what mm. i i was thinking is well for me to survive i have to connect because yes. I, I to survive we have to have love whether it's from within or ex external mm. i think humans we, we probably all agree need some form of love in their life and you know yes. as children we get this from our mothers and the goal is to to mature this child up so eventually the child can start getting the love from within. But obviously we're not taught that in society at the moment. Or oh, we're going through a bit of a renaissance of self-love, right? This is why we're all here. Um, but really is to be connected to that love. And that is one of the core, um, from having depression, I really felt like without love in my life, without feeling that connection to my heart, mm -hmm. life was pointless living. There's no point living this life because there's no love in it. And um, for me, one of the meanings of life is to experience love, to give love, to yes. have love given to you and, and know what that feels like. And uh, to me, there isn't a greater joy than sharing love with another, whether that be the person walking down the street that you say hi to in the morning or a romantic partner or your dog, whatever it is, it's, it's all about love. And while you were talking, what I was experiencing was this younger version of me going well if i can't connect to somebody i don't get love and therefore mm. to survive i must overshare and if i overshare well then i can receive love in some fashion um is that the same kind of mechanism that you were mentioning for your example yeah oh my gosh this is such a beautiful conversation i love it thank you um, I went, when I was listening to you, the, the first place that I went to was me being responsible at home meant that I had value. Right. It totally meant that I had value. Um, for instance, I did the dishes. I fed the dog. I made the shopping list. I did the laundry. I did the housekeeping from a very young age. And I don't ever remember being asked. I just did it. And so I think that in, you know, some childhood mind of mine that I connected, I had value. And it's because I was praised when it was noticed. That's when I got attention. And I'm, you know, I'm a very loving mother. I mean, I got attention. She was just, just an attached mother also, right? But I got attention and was validated and had purpose in this family. And I really do think that I, I hear that word purpose and I'm like, ding, you know, um, I wasn't the favorite and that's okay. Right. And so for me, I had purpose, you know, I wasn't the apple of my mother's eye. Right. Um, but if I did these things, there was value there. She saw the value in me. Isn't that interesting? So it became a survival mechanism for me to get love. Yeah. yeah. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> The survival, the survival wounds, I mean, are the core wounds, right? And yeah. so for me, as I listen to the both of you, it's for, for me, it's just been this journey of, I had to sacrifice myself really young to survive, mm -hmm. right? So I needed to be um, just the pillar 
uh, to listen to, you know, I always call myself like, I was like the whipping board, you know, like everything was projected onto me and then I had to survive that, which meant sacrifice yourself so that you can be strong enough for them. Right. And so when I go into my inner child, I'm moving through a stage right now where she is raging out where she is trashing her room, where she's punching things. Even today when I went deep in, I had two versions of my higher self holding my inner child back because she wanted to just go after her parents. And like, just, <laughs> I, I wanted to just let them know that they ruined me, that they did this to me, that they made me out to be like this. And now I got to suffer all these consequences and I have so much pain and I can't stand it. And what I felt of my two versions of my higher self as she, as they were holding her back, I literally, they were just being like, just ignite the light as you rage. And I felt her just calm down. And I realized yeah going after mom and dad and blaming them. And where is that going to bring you, Ellie? Like, it's not going to bring you anywhere. And then as she calmed down, she just kind of crumbled to the ground and started crying. And that's Mm -hmm. when I came in and I was like, this is all okay, baby. Cry, Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. it all. But we're not going to grow and go anywhere by blaming anybody else because what she's actually searching for is just love. She just wants love. And that's what we all want, right? And so hearing you it just brings me really into like, you know, my survival programs of just wanting to be validated so much, but I did the opposite. I didn't, I didn't become over responsible. I became under responsible and I just became a shell of myself to survive and and gain love. And so, you know, I just think these perspectives are important for our listeners at home to really hear because all of us go through such different, but very similar experiences. And so Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to share that. Yeah. I love it. I'm so glad you did too, you know, because even just hearing what Danny's sharing, you know, where our similarities are, there's still differences there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, there's definitely, you know, the abandonment um, flavor, if you will, over on his side. And there's this rigid um, flavor over on my side, you know, that couples up with. Um, you know, with this, this pattern that I run. So it's so intriguing. And it's, it's beautiful in every sense of the way, because this is what life is, people, you know, this is what life is. And um, when we really learn how to do these tools, you know, the tools that actually do alchemize this stuff, that's the path um, to liberation, right? And the path to freedom. And so even though I got mad at myself earlier, right? And um, this weekend and was self-loathing to honor that process, Right. And like you were just sharing, Ellie, you know, to honor the process that this this girl was just like trash in the room, man, Um, and and have the spaciousness for them, because um, not allowing that to work through uh, is just stifling it. And and it isn't going to lead to the liberation and the healing of that and, you know, the true alchemy alchemy of it. And so, um, you know, I didn't I still needed to self-love for a little bit. Right. And um, and then when I was like, wow, that feels crappy. (laughs) Are you ready to move past to the next thing? You know, and then and then to reach for that next thing like you did. Right. Where it was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to let the love shine in. Um, you know, and that's when, you know, that, that Teresa energy was like, yeah, man, I better learn how to embody this for myself because this is the tenderness that she needs right now. Right. And the, the irony of the self-loathing, right. We need to move through that, but 
that's a lack of love within, right? Exactly. That goes back to the love that we're trying to seek outside of us for. And so <laughs> I think catching yourself in the self-loathing and self-hatred, because I, I catch myself a lot of mm. doing that. I'm going, this is the opposite of what we're trying to do, but <laughs> let it all come out and then come yeah. back to love because this is exactly what we're seeking. Yeah, yeah. Not stifle it down and then just be stuck. Right. right? Yeah, right. move through it. Yeah, you know, don't, don't stop yourself. I was uh, I was just just talking the other day with uh, one of my clients, and I was explaining to her about the healing journey. And the more that you you heal, almost the less you feel because you're less triggered. But then it gets to a certain point where you start to get really curious about the underlying programs that are running like twenty four seven, and the ones that aren't blaring with you with like flashing lights and full bloody like activations of fear and and that when you're really really getting along the path these mm. more subtle ones you'll yeah. start to become more aware of these subtle programs and the way i was explaining it, it was like you know layers of an onion you peel back each layer that you go into and the more subtle programs are more hidden in the the deep psyche the deep unconscious parts and so it's just awesome that you're bringing these up right now because it shows where you're at mm -hmm. you're now addressing you know these these deeper deeper parts of you you know linked to survival the core 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 wounds that we we really really hold and yeah. uh yeah that that means you're you know you can see where you're at is what i'm saying and I'm, I'm just honoring you for uh, for being there uh is there any other the, obviously we've gone over a lot of responsibility is there any other programs that you found similar to this that are kind of like underlying that you're becoming aware of in your day-to-day -day life that aren't screaming at you but you know <laughs> oh there's something under there that i've not got to yet yeah um you know it's it's pretty crazy it's funny because you said like you do a bunch of work and then you find yourself not being triggered and then all of a sudden you find yourself in total triggerville again and it's when you've gotten to that that um deep layer and just to recognize um as i continue to dissolve a lot of these patterns that i have higher sensitivities and so there's a potentiality to be triggered. And so to recognize things that were so hidden before because there wasn't that blazing thing in my face. Um, how would I describe a couple of those? Uh, definitely unworthiness. It's so crazy how I can hear myself repeat myself. So this simple little behavior, I might say the same sentence two or three times and it's an unworthy path unworthy unworthiness pattern running in me so i catch myself doing that i catch myself you know at, at meetings you know i catch myself uh with a group of friends so it's usually not when it's a singular kind of conversation but when there's a lot of people and i'm dealing with a lot of energies as a highly sensitive person and i get triggered there and so it's one of those little things that shows up in the background for me and, and I catch this, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just repeated yourself three times the same sentence. Mm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Open your heart, baby, and give yourself some love right now because you, you're running in, you know, it's definitely rooted in unworthiness. And uh, yeah, we're just going to look at that today. And it, it, I've seen that one a lot. Yeah. Last couple of it's months. 
it's really fascinating because I keep getting to these places where I'm like, okay, I've I've worked, I'm, I've done that, I've I've finished it. That's that wound done. Don't have to worry about that ever again. <laughs> and then, like, you know, one month later, I'm like, oh, there's a whole nother layer. Oh yeah, another layer to the onion that yeah. I've got to go into. And <laughs> let me take that off the top shelf and let's start working at it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does come to an end. You know, Rachel talks about this. It does. It does come to an end. You can be fully hold, uh, hold, fully heal and hold. Uh, well, fully healed, healed and, and whole. whole. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm still certainly still a work in progress, and uh, I enjoy it. I love the work. You know, just today I I was getting really triggered, and I can tell it's it's time for another wave of healing. I could yeah. really feel it. I've gone mm-hmm. maybe the last last month. I've been in a bit kind of like cruise mode, mm-hmm. and uh, it's time for another wave for me to go go through again and go deeper into myself. And I. I prefer those waves. I'd, I'd rather be doing the work than not. Yeah. And Joy loves this stuff. He loves it. I'm out here. I'm like, okay, so when's the end? <laughs> you know? Can I, can I share a secret with you guys? Rachel and I have talked about this before, um, that there is a pretty primal fear about me becoming enlightened in me. Ooh. Isn't that interesting? Yes. What the hell is that? That's a whole other podcast episode. We have totally talked about it, um, you know, in in her coaching with me in the past. Um, And it was super primal. And I can honestly say that I can feel that. That's hilarious. (laughs) Just surfaced itself when I said it, you know, because I, I, we shine the light, right? And there it is when we, when we get real sensitive to our own triggers. And, um, it's not as strong because she and I've done some work on it for me. It's not as strong. I know, I know why it's there. It's some generational stuff, uh, you know, that I brought. And also I think that there's a hint of, you know, I'm on a mission here and, um, we're amazing, uh, pioneers when we're doing this work, you know, if you will, spiritual warriors in this. And it's important to me for me to have done this work so that I can stand in integrity and authenticity, um, in this, you know, bringing it to others. And so, um, I think there's a a part of me that's like, how will I relate if I, you know, because I don't know what fully healed looks like. And I mean, we can look at Rachel and she relates to us perfectly well, but there was that, um, that misbelief tied there. Isn't that interesting? interesting. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm still working on that. Not at the extent that I was, it definitely isn't um, primal like it was before, but it's on the fringe. Yeah, It's there hilarious for me what always comes up is am i really ready to let go of everything right mm-hmm. like can i can i really surrender and let, let it all go all of mm-hmm. the things that i really thought oh this is life this is it if mm-hmm. i when i'm really ready to let that go i know that's when i'm gonna start really elevating but even when I had that, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, I had this Kundalini rising and I felt yeah. my my ego, as the energy was rising, my ego just grabbed everything and pulled it back down. <laughs> got a lot of work to do to dissolve this ego before oh, yeah. I can get there. So that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be patient. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a younger version of me just wanted to get to the finish line, get to the finish line, get to mm-hmm. the finish line. And uh, it really showed up couple of years uh, last year when i went to do ayahuasca that was the the one message that i really got was like look at how much you're trying and mm-hmm. just like right. reaching 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 and that's the way my ego works is like it hyper focuses 
and like being able to, to take a step back from that and just be like be patient surrender and it will come when it comes and just keep doing the work and trust the process mm -hmm. so that, that's yeah. so beautiful yeah that's my block to to getting there not quite <laughs> primal not quite primal i've just got to dissolve my ego <laughs> Yeah. just that yeah just that not a big deal um trailer thank you so much for being here on the podcast it's always such a pleasure to have you if any of you want to work with trailer uh one-on-one -on -one for three months please set up a free consultation with her you can visit mastersofselfuniversity.com and if you want to work with me or danny you can also set up a free consultation uh subscribe rave review comment share yeah and if you in enjoyed this podcast um this is the third time trailer has been on here yeah so if you enjoyed listening to her please go back and watch her previous episodes yeah. she's such a joy such a light to yes. have on uh, and i'd highly recommend um going back and, and giving them a listen Yes. So Beautiful. thank you. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Trillo, for joining us. And we will see you next time. Thank Bye. you so much. Lots of love.